This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. With me is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy, because, well, it's hockey season. Now, I don't know if it'll be baseball season. I'll get back to baseball season when there's baseball, if there's baseball. But thank goodness there is hockey. And right now we have three to look at on a Friday night. And that Nate, this uh, last night we took a look at a few different games with some of the top scorers in the league. There'll be a few here, but we're also going to go with a couple games that maybe are less impressive because there's also ways to find opportunities in those games as well. Yeah, there there really is, Sean. And, you know, last night, you know, it's going to lead us into our, our first game that we can talk about. You know, we saw some games that, frankly, were kind of a surprise. I mean, New Jersey came out, and uh, you think you think they're happy to have Jesper Bratt and Dougie Hamilton back? Good heavens. They came out and walloped the Pittsburgh Penguins on the road by the score of 6-1, to one, and now they go on the second night of a back-to-back. They go to Chicago. That's where we'll start. The Blackhawks hosting the Devils. Neither of these teams with particularly impressive records on the season, to say the least. But I have a feeling, Nate, you've talked about this before. The Devils may have been really good in their last game, but it was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about a back-to-back here, which I think is going to play into, um, you know, the the struggles that New Jersey is going to have. And I'm going to lean towards the home team. Here's the thing. Chicago has lost seven straight games at home. Um, so to a certain extent, Sean, my my pick here in taking Chicago on the money line uh, is a little bit of a of a their due type of pick, because, uh, you know, just like when the avalanche point streak at home came to an end, eventually all good streaks come to an end. And I think if there is an opportunity for the Blackhawks um, to finally end this losing streak they have at home, it's going to be with the fact that the Devils uh, are on the second night of a back to back. Now, again, Knowing that they've got two of uh, their their top end players back, that's obviously a shot in the arm. But I think uh, to a certain extent, that's going to get offset just a bit by the idea that they are on the second night of a road back to back going from Pittsburgh to Chicago. So I'm going to lean to the Blackhawks at home, um, take them on the money line. Um, you know, so that's where I'm leaning. If you're somebody that wants to be able to play this game, if you're not quite comfortable uh, with that money line, given what the Devils did last night to Sid Crosby and company uh, in Pittsburgh. The other one that I do like with this one, I think the total at six and a half is too high. I, I think this is going to be a little bit lower scoring game uh, between these two teams who, as you said, are really not uh, spectacular in the standings. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, this game be in the like three to two range, maybe even four to two and thus tucking underneath. So I like Chicago on the money line and my lean on the total is on the under. Well, one of us is going to be right because I'm taking the over in this one. When you look at these uh, these two teams, the last time they played, there were seven goals. But it's the goaltenders that, that give me pause here. Nate, uh, when you look at the goaltenders for the Devils, I mean, uh, virtually no one. They've put four guys in net, and the best goals against was 2.64, and that's with only a guy with three. Blackwood's at 3.29. Julius is at 3.50. Bernier, when he played 3.06, they haven't been able to find anybody who can get the job done in net when you look at the Blackhawks Lankinen is is a guy that's over three 3.41 Marc-Andre Fleury is their best at 2.8 which Marc-Andre Fleury is uh, better than that but he hasn't been and he's even 
worse at home where he's 6-10 and 10 with a 2.97 goals against. Sometimes when bad teams get together, you get a high-scoring game because you just have a lot of sloppy play. You get a lot of mistakes. I think that's what we'll see tonight. And I love the fact that over DraftKings, I can get plus money, or at least even money, a plus 100, I should say, on that over at 6.5. I like it. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that one, but it's I, close. I, like, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, I think this could be one, you know, it could be one of those empty netters that that could get us to the over. Or if you can play that defense down the stretch, it could wind up that they don't get the empty netter and therefore uh, it winds up being on the under. But I, I do think the total is not a bad way to go um, with these uh, with these two teams. But again, I just I look at what the Devils did last night in Pittsburgh and, you know, like I said, I hate to say it, but I just feel like that's just a bit of a fluke. I mean, oh, me you know, too. the, me the way Those the Devils. Happen. Yeah, I mean, the way the Devils came out. I mean, Sean, they scored the New Jersey scored three times in the first seven minutes. That's just unheard of for this for this squad. And again, Jesper Bratt being bat. That was a that was a big a boost for them. He'd been out for two weeks um, and, and he had those first two goals for them uh, within the first six minutes. So obviously they took advantage of uh, a Pittsburgh team that was caught napping a bit at home. Yeah. And, and that does happen. Look last night, you know, we had said Florida lose to Columbus at six to three. I mean, every once in a while you just have these stinkers, even uh, the good teams have it. That's just the way it goes, but that will be interesting. I think, I think, we're on to something. I think it's either going to be six goals or seven goals. So <laughs> whichever one of us is right, we'll, well find and, out. Little, and Sean, you know later. what? The other thing that you could consider is if you wanted to make this into a two leg type of parlay, you know, take that total down to five and a half and then play the over and maybe pair it up with another game that you like. There you go. There's a way to handle it. Well, one of the games that I like, at least in who I think is going to win, but it's a way to find a way to make a little money with it. Is out in Colorado where the Avalanche with their 21-3 and two home record take on the Winnipeg Jets. Team sitting just around 500 and underwater on the road. The Avs are rested and they're expected to get Nathan McKinnon back. How do you see this one playing out, Nate? Well, I think this is one, you know, I, I frequently try to stay away from the puck line, Sean, as I've said on this podcast many times, because I do think you can get some fluky goals uh, in the final, you know, three to five minutes of, of a game. And we've certainly seen that happen a lot where, you know, a, a, a team at minus one and a half winds up only winning by one or perhaps they give up a goal there late and you go into overtime. And then obviously, you know, you're talking about a one game spread or one point spread, excuse me, in overtime. And then you're, you know, now your, your puck line is completely out the window, but this is one that I feel confident with the abs are a minus two seventy five on the money line, but they are a minus one ten on the puck line. And that's where I'm going. I think Colorado wins this one uh, by multiple goals. And therefore I will lay the puck line. Winnipeg has only scored five goals in their last three games combined. Um, they are really struggling to score. We know that Darcy Kemper has been playing better uh, for the abs between the pipes, even uh, the backup for the abs, Francois. Uh, 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 why am I forgetting his name? Pravo. Yeah, Pravo Francois. Yeah. Francois. Thank you. I'm, I'm juggling all of my goaltender names in the back of my brain right now. Um, you know, it, their goaltending has been better. Um, they have been trying to, they've been doing a better job, I think, of keeping teams off the scoreboard. And you're talking about a Jets team that has been struggling to get on the scoreboard to begin with. Um, they are also only one and seven in their last eight games that they have played in Denver. Uh, so this one just screams for the abs to continue their home dominance that they've had. And I am going to look for it to be dominant. And I'm going to lay the puck line, the minus one and a half with the abs. 
I can see that going the, exactly the way you're saying. I really do think Colorado wins this one and wins it big. They played once before this year to get an idea. The Avs uh, played the Jets at home. They won 7-1 to one back in January. This is not a good matchup uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. And so as a result, uh, I'm with you on that one. I would take that too, and I probably will, but I want to find something different. And now that Nathan McKinnon is expected to be back tonight, that makes the Avalanche top power play unit far more dangerous. Now, because McKinnon at the moment at least isn't on a lot of those player prop lines, but we know he's expected to come back, I'm going to go with Kale McCarr for a power play point because Kale McCarr, of course, we know is one of the best power play players in the entire league. And tonight he's at plus 135 to get a single point. McCarr is an assist man on the power play as one of the league's best. I'm going to expect that to pay off. And the only person on that Avs top power play in a plus number is Kale McCarr. That's a bit of a surprise. I'm not going to make a mistake and miss it. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% there. He is, uh, because of how uh, dominant he is on the power play, um, I I think that's a great play. I can tell you there's another player prop out there for him that is juiced up, but I would still take it, and as I said before, maybe parlay it together with something else to try to get myself in positive territory, and that is uh, at BetMGM you can find his over-under on his shots uh, on goal at two and a half. Um, He averages 2.8 at home this season, but he's been over this total in five straight home games. Um, So I think there's a reason that it is juiced up the way it is to a minus 155. But again, if you could find another uh, player prop, perhaps in another game uh, that you want to put this one together with, that's another prop on McCarr that it really jumped out at me as we were working on stuff this morning. And if I were going to do it, and I've thought about it in the old same game parlay, is, is in that one, I also like the idea of Gabriel Landeskog, who's been hot, plays on that top power play line, of course, also. Uh, anytime goal scorer at plus 145. Thought about maybe throwing those two together, and you get yourself a very, very tasty number in the low 400s. So that one, uh, all you need is basically one power play goal from uh, Landeskog, assisted by Makar, and bam! Four times your money. I know it's a bit of a reach when you're talking about any goals in any particular game, but this team is likely to put up a lot of goals. They average almost four, and against the Winnipeg Jets, they're going to be in trouble. So that's the way we'll take a look at this one. We'll finish it off with, as we often do, the Vegas Golden Knights, because, of course, they're playing out west. And in this case, they're playing against the Arizona Coyotes. This is not... A good matchup on paper. <laughs> Vegas heavily favored, as you would expect. The Coyotes, however, are at home. What are you looking at, Nate? Well, I, I, there's a couple of ways that I want to play this one. First of all, I'm going to take Vegas um, on the 60-minute line, the three-way line, Vegas and regulation. Uh, there's a, Each of the books kind of phrases it differently. But um, I'm going to take their uh, Vegas to win this one and not need the extra frame of overtime to be able to do it. Um, I, I mean, I even think you could probably talk me into the puck line if you wanted to. But to be safe, I'm just going to go ahead and say – Uh, that I will take the Golden Knights in regulation. These two teams, uh, the last time uh, that they played, uh, Vegas won that one seven to one. Uh, So very similar to the score that you were just talking about between the Avs uh, and the Jets. Uh, Vegas did the same thing to the Coyotes. Um, so I think that is a spot that I would look at. I just think, you know, Vegas is just a better team. We we have picked on the Coyotes frequently on this podcast, um, but there's a reason for it. Um, and so to me, like I said, if I can take the Golden Knights and bring them down into regulation. Uh, and in fact, if you want yourself on a two uh, on a two leg parlay, take uh, take the Golden Knights in regulation, take the abs in regulation, put those two together. You'll get yourself in plus territory. But 
I want to throw something else out there. I just mentioned to you, Sean, that one of the ways that you and I could both be right in that Devils-Blackhawks game would be to take the total down to five and a half and then take the over. Um, because you and I both think we're looking at a six or six a seven, or seven goal. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I would say do the exact same thing in this Knights-Coyotes game. Take their total, which right now sits at a flat six, put it down to five and a half, which, by the way, just puts it at a minus 130. Put those two together and take the over, and you're sitting in a good position. And part of the reason for that is if you look at the last uh, um, five home games that Arizona has played, they've scored at least two goals in all five of those games. Now, they only won once. They managed to surprise the Dallas Stars five days ago and beat them at home by the final of three to one. But if you look at the most recent five games for Arizona, as I said, they've scored two goals um, uh, twice and they've scored three goals three times. Vegas is a little bit leaky on their defense. OK, um, it, it has happened. They've played inconsistent on the blue line. So I think Arizona can score. I obviously expect the Golden Knights to score in this game because I'm picking them to win in regulation. So putting those two things together, you could take the total down to the five and a half, pair it together with that alt line that you and I just talked about between the Blackhawks and the Devils and give yourself a nice two leg parlay. I like that, too. And I mean, the fact that you can take the Avalanche and Vegas just on the money line, uh, I'm all over that one. That one to me seems uh, almost too good to be true. In this game, I'm going to look at a same game parlay, trying to figure out uh, how to make a little with with the Golden Knights directly. And so uh, I'm going to do what I don't love to do, Nate. I'm going to pay a little bit of a juice, but I mean a little bit. I mean like minus 105 little bit. Not bad. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that by taking Vegas on the money line and giving them a total goal scored of over three and a half. This is a team that averages 3.2 already against playing against a a bad and leaky, as you pointed out, Coyotes team. I think them getting to four goals is not a foregone conclusion, but I like their chances. And putting those two together puts me at a minus 105, close enough uh, to even money that I can certainly live with it while still rolling with the heavily favored Knights. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think that's a great play. And again, you know, I, we've said this quite a few times. There's there's nothing that says that your parlay needs to have five, six, seven legs to. Oh, it. no. I mean, right. all you know, I, frequently, unless I've got a really strong feeling about something frequently, my goal is two or three legs, get myself into positive territory. Um, you know, maybe in the upper 100s, maybe in the low 200s, but there's no reason to really go crazy. I, I, I think you're better off instead of trying to put a bunch of legs together uh, to build yourself two or three simple um, parlays that get you a nice payday. Sure, maybe you go ahead and, and put, you know, a couple of bucks on uh, on all the legs together. But, you know, don't get greedy, folks. Just remember, growing the bank account even in in small increments is what the is what the goal is. And I'll give you a phone for a Friday to get yourself up there over at DraftKings. You can get up to a plus 151 on a three-leg parlay. Two of them will be on the games we mentioned. One is on another one. That would be the Phoenix Suns, who tonight in the NBA take on the New Orleans Pelicans. The Suns immensely favored, as they should be, minus 275. That means you can take three teams that are minus 200-plus favorites, put them together, and get yourself to the plus 150. It's about as easy a layup as you can hope for if you want to go with a small type of parlay, and I think that's one of the ones I'm going to throw in there, even though it sticks and stacks and basketball has no sticks. 
<laughs> Very true. But you know what? <laughs> uh, cross sport parlays are a smart play. And they're fun on top of that as well. So that's what we're looking for when we do things here at Sticks and Stacks. A little bit of fun, a little bit of opportunity to win yourself a little bit of money. It is the weekend, and so even more opportunities will abound. So pay attention and keep in mind some of the ideas that we've uh, presented to you, what different ways to slice and dice it and find a way to make some money in the way you think is best. Nate, thanks for the time. We're looking forward to do this next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it as we continue to go through uh, what's a really exciting little stretch here in hockey, as we talked about earlier this week, starting to uh, see some separation in the standings and also seeing some battles brewing in the standings. And so this is a this is a fun time of year. Yeah, with goals up across the league, too, as well. So scoring and highlights galore. He is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. And I am Sean Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter if you would like. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks. Well, we'll catch you next weekend, not tomorrow. And we'll make sure that uh, if you get a chance to subscribe, please hit that on your uh, podcast wherever you're listening to this. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.